Today on the Zabecast, Lucas Glover and the secret lives of tour wives. To quote Kramer, did it? There was an incident. Legalized gambling, Fortnite addictions, and LeBron's last stand in Cleveland 2.0. That and a glorious return of F that guy. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, May 16, 2018, getaway day for me and my golfing juggalos to Pinehurst, North Carolina. 16th consecutive year. And I still love it very much. This golf trip has been a hell of a fun trip every year. We're looking at a terrible forecast of weather. Thunderstorms rain pretty much all through the weekend. And truthfully, uh, we were kind of due for one of these weeks. But you never know. You never know. I'm going to pack the Gore-Tex, pack the bucket hat, and we're going to persevere. Because you just can't count on the weather always being perfect. It is golf. You know, sometimes it's not going to be great. Thank you, by the way, for letting me get away from the podcast, Mike, for a couple of days. Uh, I could use the break. I'll come back nice and recharged. And I hope my voice, la, 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 We'll be in good shape. I'm going to bring my bullhorn. I'm going to bring my speaker so I don't blow my voice out yelling at 20 or so idiot golfers running around, getting them from here to there, doing everything I got to do. The Capitals last night lost to the Lightning. 4-2, your final. It was a pretty sound beating from start to finish. Capitals never led. And yeah, 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 yeah. This is what people have been saying to me about You've been talking too much after the game two win, like this is over and they're going to cakewalk to the finals. No, no, I didn't say any of that. I just said I was enjoying the ride. I was feeling intoxicated at it looks like one of my teams is in the clear to maybe run their way all the way to the Stanley Cup and the Stanley Cup championship, even though I know six gruelingly difficult, brutally hard wins. And each win gets harder as you climb that ladder from 6 to 5 to 4 to 3 to 2. And the last one is the hardest. So, yeah, I understand that. All I was saying is that I'm not going to not enjoy the ride. I am going to be throwing the mythical beer cans out the window and screaming bloody murder uh, with my shirt off as we go chasing down the road, even though there could be cop cars coming for us and we could fly off the side of the road into a tree, into a ditch, and die at any moment. We could. I'm counting on we don't because I want to have fun doing it along the way. I liken last night's loss to when, so you're taking this joyride, you're eluding the cops over a multi-state chase. You pull into a gas station to buy some gum and to refuel. You go in there. There's one clerk behind the counter. There's a radio playing in the back room. The clerk looks at you funny. You're thinking, I bet the radio has said out here, there's a couple of people that we're looking to get beyond the alert. And the the clerk behind the counter, he keeps looking up as you're walking through the store slowly. Your your partner's out there gassing up and you're walking through the store and you're looking at things and seeing it's kind of awkward and tense. He keeps giving you the eye. You walk right up to the counter then, put the gum down, pay for it, and then you crack a joke. And then the clerk goes, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of laughs and he snapped out of that mode of, hey, are these the guys that the police are after? And uh, and then you walk calmly out of that store 
and you hop into your car and you peel out onto the highway and you keep going. That was last night. Okay, they lost the game. Fine. Everybody calm the fuck down. It's going to be all right. They lost the game. 2-1 Capitals game for tomorrow night downtown. Oh, by the way, in the final two rounds of the playoffs, this is a real stat. Teams that have won the first two games of a series on the road have a series winning record of 21-0 and over the last 50 years. This according to Elias Sports. I know it's only the final two rounds of the playoffs. And yes, it's teams that have gone up 2-0 with two road wins. 21-0. and In fact, Elias says that of those 21, uh, no series lasted longer than six games. So there's that. To which the Capitals' pessimist would just say, well, of course, watch, hold my beer. We'll be the first ones to do it. Ah, come on now. Don't be so negative. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Drew Olson from the Big 920 is here today on the Zabecast. Drew Dog, how you doing? I'm really good, Zabe. Doing good. Are you doing better than Lucas Glover right now? I would have to say yes. My wife did not attack me and my mother, so therefore I'm doing better than Lucas. How, how is it that, you know, on the one hand she's right, he's a total pussy, because she's been doing this, according to him, for a while now. This was not a one-off incident, but <clears throat> he's been doing this, she's been doing this for a while, He's been putting up with it, and now in the wake of it, he's working to help clear her name from this by wow. saying, well, we'll we trust the legal system will exonerate her. Yeah, well, you think about it, though. In his situation, if he had a swing coach who berated him, he'd fire the guy. Correct. Can't fire your wife. <laughs> well, no, you can. you can. It's just very, the you severance can. package is very, oh. very expensive astronomical so but okay, what's so, the old joke why does divorce cost so much because it's worth it <laughs> how about the old joke of get married no why don't you go find a woman you hate and buy her a house oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing oh boy and of course the, the kids are used as human shields and as hostages of in any course. argument because that according to the police report was also in there you'll never see the kids again like if this now is on her record, isn't it going to be hard for her to get custody of the kids? I guess it depends on the state they were married in, right? I suppose, yeah. And just on the and and can he? You know, can, does he have the? You know, he travels a lot. Can he? Does he have the capacity to? That's right. That, exactly. He'd have to hire nannies, and the court would say, "Well, how many weeks are you going to be home?" Yeah. And let's say his golf game continues to struggle, and he's got to play in twice as many events to make half as much money to keep things going, and then still pay her divorce settlement? That's the key uh, question to me, though. The uh, uh, key question to me, Zabe, is, you know, he's had success to a point. You can say he's a pussy and underachieved. Some might say that, but he's No, he's no, had he's, had su- he's had success. I mean, he won the freaking U.S. Open. To the tune of $20 million, he's had success. Could he have done that without her, and would he be a shell without her berating him? Is, is her berating him what made him good in the past? <laughs> so you're thinking the Lombardi tough love approach. Yeah, not, I mean. Not the other way around, which is, man, if he won the U.S. Open, 
and four other tour events at $20 million with this psycho bitch on his ass every time he shot 78 or worse, then how good would he have been with a loving and supportive wife who got it? I mean, it's crazy. It's funny this story comes up in the same golf season as the Patrick Reed family discord story came up after he won the Masters. It's almost like we're learning about the private lives of PGA Tour players. They're human beings, just like you and I. They have family disputes, just like you and I. Go figure. Good take, Drew. Go figure. <laughs> Go I thought figure. you had something more to add to that. <laughs> well, it, that's it, we we create and we concoct these fantasy things. Like, like okay, I was I was holstering this up for my f that guy. Oh, okay, that's right. I almost forgot but we were going to have that today. We, we create and concoct these fantasy worlds where athletes live in these bucolic existences, but w- where their off-field life is fantasy time, lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, princely, like they live like Saudi princes, and then they're on court and on field and in the locker room, it's band of brothers all for one, one for all, team is everything, all we want to do is win, and that's just not right. the case, man. Right? It's like... People ask me, and I spent, uh, what, 12 years patrolling clubhouses and uh, most of my adult life hanging around athletes in locker rooms and stuff like that. It, it's not that way. It's like any other office. There are guys that people like. There are guys that people hate. There's, uh, you know, the dweeby guys that get sure, picked on. Sure, a- Any Any sports team, it's like, and a lot of times it's like your seventh grade cafeteria <laughs> more than it is a professional office. But there's a, a caste system. There are cliques. There are petty jealousies. There are everybody's got their own motivation. It's you know th- there might be twenty five guys on a team or fifty three or twelve, and yeah, we all want to win. But you know, I I want Zabe to play well, but not at my expense. Right. You know, they're out for themselves. They're independent contractors pulling. You know, it's like a Mary Kay convention or something. You know. Yeah. And you never know. Like I don't know where Lucas Glover found this woman. It was not his high school sweetheart because when he won the U.S. Open in 2009, there's a photo of Lucas Glover with his then-girlfriend, his high school sweetheart. A different, shorter blonde, probably a hell of a lot less crazy. But at some point, he found this particular Xanax harpy and decided, yep, she's the one for <laughs> <Xanax> me. <laughs> and, uh, and, she, so. You know, and so now, now the true colors are coming out. Although we don't really know the true colors, like you said. Maybe... Maybe he was a real grump after bad rounds. And maybe she tried oh, yeah. for years to be Susie positive, saying, come on, don't worry. You're really good. You won the U.S. Open. You'll break out of this slump. You just got to keep after it. And maybe after a while, she was sick of his moping. And he came home after this 78 going, that's it. I'm quitting the tour. I don't want to do this anymore. And she finally lost it. She finally snapped. That's when she put on the strap on for the first time. <laughs> that's right. That's when she said, oh, no, we have a lifestyle to lead. And you're going to get right, the well, fuck back on the range and hit some balls. And you're going to fire a caddy and fire a swing coach. And we're going to keep living this wonderful life because, damn it, you're not quitting to sell insurance. If golf, golf isn't covered the way other sports are. Per se, and it doesn't have you know the the fervent you know there's no NFL draft of golf it doesn't have the, the the level of mania isn't there. There are people who are into it, but they like to watch it, and they don't. There, there's no as we saw with Tiger. I mean, there are right. a lot of secrets still. There are a lot of the PGA Tour has more secrets than most other leagues. Can we can we agree on that? I don't know if it well why and maybe tennis. It does. It does has have lots of secrets. 
Yes. Because there is there is no real organizing body that requires these guys to face the music every single week, like in yeah. football. You have to be available in the locker room. If you're a coach, you have to stand up at the podium. Golfers well, and, are and independent contractors. Golfers, so, golfers yeah. are independent contractors, but like, you know, and, and the way it's presented and packaged, um, you don't see guys, you know, there are guys smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't see guys even eating like the granola bars and stuff or eating a sandwich between holes and stuff. You, you don't see what goes on. You don't see guys throwing clubs or, or berating their caddies that much, but it yeah, happens. It's, it's generally hit. The PGA Tour likes to present an yes. image, a scrubbed image for their sponsors to the point in which they don't even announce fines for bad behavior on the golf course. They're totally nominal fines, like a joke, like $500. Yeah. If you slammed a club, the tour will not announce that they don't announce slow play fines either because any negative publicity, they're like, we don't need this. Not good for the image. Not good for our corporate sponsors. We're going to pretend like these guys are all great guys. So when was the last time we saw a married or prominent or married or otherwise golfer on a security film at a club or in a hotel like Tristan Thompson? Oh, (laughs) stepping out on his wife. And what's that? The groupie circuit in golf. What's that like? Because. that's what I, I'm wondering. Is I can't this... speak to Lucas Glover, but the old thing about, you know, hey, be careful, you know, guys who marry their A-ball wives are never the happiest guy in the clubhouse. <laughs> I've never heard that one. You never heard that? They're A-ball, meaning their it, best it, tee shot? Well, no, A-ball. You know, What's A-ball? Class A. Rookie, oh, you know, the, the lowest rung oh. of the minor leagues. Like, don't Guys who marry their A-ball wife are generally not that happy. Um, because right. if you meet someone in, you know, Rapid City or, <laughs> or AAA or in the big, well, totally that's different. just it. That's just it. Like you might find the hottest woman in, in Macon or Mobile. There are, and, but there you, are as you golf, move up the chain. <laughs> yes, there are golf groupies at PGA Tour events. Make no mistake. Oh, of course. And, and but we don't hear a lot about it. No. Well, where would you hear about it? Exactly. Where, well, that's okay. my point. Where do you? <laughs> all right, where do you? OK, well, where do you hear about the other groupies? Oh, there's all kinds of sites. Groupies.com. Like like, lag sites. And the, yeah, well, the, give, me, you know. give me those sites. Don't, don't hold out on me, man. Come on. Oh, man. I got to go dig them up now. But there's, it's, <laughs> it's a, there's Reddit threads where people talk about conquests and it's the, the, okay. the women dish. Yeah. You know. I'm looking at. Uh, you, remember- you've heard the story about the NBA player uh, who, who got with a groupie and her, her price was uh, you got to give me a pair of shoes. And then the closet had like 300 pairs of NBA size sneakers in no it. No way. You have Oh, man, there's urban legend around these things. Okay. Come on, Zabe. Well, Kobe Bryant said famously that Shaq taught him to bring a small suitcase of jewelry and then to present that, just open up the suitcase. And if a girl was really good, you go anything from the top row. If she was okay, anything from down here. Oh, see? That's the Jeter gift basket. Basically, the Jeter Whether gift basket. Whether it's urban as legend well. or not. Yeah. And Tiger Woods, okay, Tiger Woods took this to um, dizzying heights with his womanizing that's now been chronicled. But it was it was undercover for a long time. But now that it's out, and no one ever really said that, wasn't it like Jordan Barkley that taught him, like showed him those ropes? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty convinced that it probably was. But Jordan and Barkley operated in a different day and age. Yes, the, they the did. The perils now and the scrutiny Pre-social now. Pre-social media. Right, and, and, and the downside of, like, the penalty is, like, death. It's a career death if you get on the wrong side of this one way or the other. Hashtag me too. So, <laughs> so, so Jason Duffner's wife, remember her? She was, like, this hot Catherine Zeta-Jones knockoff brunette that when he won the PGA Championship and everyone saw her, they're like, damn, that, that Pooh Bear-bellied, you know, bad haircut, 
mild-mannered golfer can pull that? Well, she got divorced from him not too long after that. So she might have just been a heat-seeking missile that said, sure, guy looks like a loser and a dweeb and he plays golf. But guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the ride. I'm going to punch my ticket and see where it goes. Didn't she then, wasn't she rumored to be dating Tiger? Oh, see, you are up on this stuff, Drew. You say, but when do you hear about any of this stuff? Sounds well, that was like, a quick rumor, but who hasn't Tiger like dated? Sounds like you know all about this stuff. Well, and that's just it. And But there is a cloak of secrecy. Come on, let's just say it. That, that, that They get away with, there's stuff that it's goes combina- on in the tour. It's a combination of, in part, we assume that they're more pristine and more family men. You know, Ward Cleaver with a two iron that he can hit 260, which is not true. And secondly, there is no organizing body that forces them to face up to the media music and, and every single week. I don't know that they get asked the social questions, the Kaepernick-type questions. Not like anybody's going to kneel at a golf tournament, right? But I don't know. like, How many gay players are there on the PGA Tour? Six. <laughs> oh, I, you're asking me to guess I'm, or not? Well, I'm just saying, like, clearly there are, and it's, um, but nobody's out, and no, no one's asked about it. But other sports, they get asked about it when these stories, when stories pop up, when a you know, Michael Sam pops up or somebody like, you know, they, they don't get asked a lot of those questions. Well, uh, when, when are golfers socially aware or woke about, you know, they, 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 they'll they swing for charities. They'll go to, you know, raise money for cancer and how, stuff. How or, do we get on a charities here? By the way, I'm now just Google searching images of PGA Tour wives. See what you've made me do, Drew? Well, good, yeah. luck, to the, good luck to the Glover family, and uh, we will respect their privacy at this very sensitive time, which means only until the next juicy story or video or police report comes out, then we will what? No longer respect their privacy and do what, Drew? Jump um, in. Jump in splash and splash around, around with both feet. Ooh, look at this. Oh, yeah. We respect their privacy. NBA Conference Finals, are they, in fact, both? Ova, as Billy Packer once said. Uh, no, because you got to have your Tim Donahue conspiracy theories. They want to milk as much out of it as, as they can. Uh, look for the Cavs to even things up. They'll show signs of life in game three. And, you know. Who has a better shot of taking this longer, the Cavaliers or the Rockets? I got to say the Cavaliers. Really? You have no well, faith in the Rockets out there? I have faith in the Rockets, but I have supreme faith in Golden State. They're freaking great. Right. So, and, and and this is happening before our eyes, and it's I don't know if it's a super team thing or not, but when are we going to look back and go, God damn, this might be the best team of all time? The Warriors, yeah, they might be the best team of all time. They no might one, be better than the seventy-two oh. win Jordan Bulls of two thousand or nineteen ninety-eight. I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you measure it. I know this, the game is a lot different. As I watched game one of the Western Conference Finals the other night, I kind of put on these glasses of what if I was just watching an NBA game for the first time in 20 years glasses? They're kind of horned rim, Drew, and they look kind of dorky. But I, I put those glasses on like, what am I watching here? And I started noticing things like, holy shit, it's the final four minutes of a close game, a single-digit game, and I have just counted one, two, three, four, five uncontested layups <laughs> on both ends. Like, that yeah. would have never, never. happened back in no. the day. I'm also noticing, hey, here's a 6'11 guard, a 6'11 forward guard monster. Who is this 6'11 guy that can shoot threes? We didn't have one of these guys in 1984. Oh, Durant's his name? Okay. This 6'11 guy, he's driving to the basket. He seemingly has a layup, and he kicks it out 
for a three-pointer? Like, what is this game I'm watching? You see what I'm saying, it's, Drew, how oh, different yeah. the game it's, is oh, now? That's why you know we spend so much time in our industry, the whole LeBron against Michael. They're playing different sports. It's just clearly different sports. Is the NBA better now? The way it's being played, three and D, space and pace. I don't know. Again, it's just different. It's evolved to be different. I don't know if it's better or worse. Like I like watching. It better? I liked watching the 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 Celtics Lakers. You know, and the brawling and the even the even the Pistons were fun to root against. You know, back when the bad boys were playing. So I, I I liked that as well. However, I liked that NBA. I liked my finals games on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I liked that as well. However, have you but, gone back to watch on YouTube any of those games at all recently? Yeah, you're you're first, you're struck by the shorts and by how <laughs> how skinny everybody, even the guys you thought were monsters, are skinny by today's comparison. Right, you, you're struck by a how sh- short the shorts are, and grape B, smugglers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're also struck at how, yes, the players are skinny and athletic, but they're not cut and they're not muscled. No, and they don't have V torsos, and they don't have trapezius muscles. Muscles on muscles. And the game is more ground-based. And an offensive possession evolves like a glacier back in 1984 with a guy setting up over on the right wing. Magic Johnson pounding the ball. Dribble, 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 dribble. Like four feet high dribble with his butt into his defender for 15 seconds. And then one guy makes a cut. Someone else makes a move. And then there's a shot. Of course, with James Harden now, that's a similar dynamic where four guys just go to each corner of the court to clear out. Harden's dribbling, but he's not dribbling with his back to the basket like Magic used to, four feet high. It's a very low crossover dribble. That's and then he'll take a fadeaway three, and maybe make it, maybe not. I just think that Houston is a regular season show pony, and we have seen in sports, Drew, in every sport, certain teams that are. Regular season show ponies different than winning in in the playoffs. I agree. It's um, but to to Golden State if they win this year they they don't they're doing this without a lot of the credit. Is it the West Coast bias that I talk about sometimes? That if you go to four straight finals and win three, if that happened in Super Bowls or World Series, holy cow! They're doing it without two things. That's a good point you make. They're doing it without because because you're sitting here grasping like I'm starting to think about. Where is the love, right? Where's the yeah, love? Because for where's the sporting love? It was where is the worshiping of what they're in seven years? This team with this franchise went from winning 23 games to winning, you know, potentially right. three out of four championships. Here's what I think they're doing it without the two things. The Warriors are doing this currently without they're doing it one without any kind of sympathy from anybody because they assembled a super team and had guys like Kevin Durant take pay cuts to help fit everybody under the cap, which is very generous of him, but it feels kind of like cheating, okay? So there's no sympathy, there's no feel-good of this team that was assembled from scratch, like a homemade meal designed by a master chef where you go, oh my God. I can't believe you made a meal out of that. That's great. They had that with Steph, and and the core of their team is homegrown. They they... did, but they've now bought Durant, which is the trumping piece. So well, they, so they, bought... they, they did win a title without Durant. Yeah. Okay, but that's FYI. good. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that, Drew. But the, but basically, yeah. that's gone though because of the uh, addition of Durant. 
Oh, Grant, yes. Like the Probably. addition of the addition of Durant and the way it happened stripped much of the goodwill and the awe factor and the it's, love it's affair. The, it's the same factor that uh, stripped much of the goodwill and from LeBron that he went exactly. and did that in Miami. So right. yeah, also down that street. Also, I don't know how many fans have read some of the quotes from their ownership group about how they're going to reinvent basketball and that they've cracked the code. And I mean, it's just some cocky ass talking from those guys that doesn't sit well with everybody. I'm no. not sure how many people know that or care about that. Uh, not everybody is a Steve Kerr fan because of his infrequent Jeremiah ads about social issues, which he feels very strongly about like gun control. Uh, but not everyone likes their coaches, you know, lecturing people like, here's what I think. And this is crazy. Okay. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. And then the third thing that uh, I think Golden State is not, they don't have going for them this time around, is that they don't have, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just the, the, the affection of a team that everybody loves. I don't think they have a worthy opponent to get through to get to the title. Every team needs yeah. that El Guapo, like the Bulls did with the Pistons, right? Yeah. You got to get past them. Yeah, I don't think the Rockets are that team that everyone goes. Yeah, they're they're gonna get them this time. East is over. West is over. Both is over. How many games? Come on. Oh, uh, man. All right. So Cleveland dies in six. The Rockets in five. Okay. And the Cleveland will win game three, guaranteed. Lock. No question about it. The- yeah, kind kind of like the Lightning last night was a lock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It doesn't hurt that Cleveland has now, what, four days almost to get back into this? Yeah, they play the... Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so three days. Three-day yeah. rest, and that's going to help a lot. Gambling legalized. Drew, thoughts, go. We can't even fathom it yet. It's like finding out there's another planet or another solar system or something. I don't think we can fathom the ways things are going to happen, but I'll say this. Hello, DraftKings. <laughs> do you own stock? I do not. Oh, be nice. I should. I wish I owned stock. But yeah. they are, they're going to be back. Remember when they annoyed everybody with two commercials in every break in every NFL game? Oh, yeah. They'll be back with a vengeance. They oh. have the platform, they have the technology, and they have 10 million guys who like sweet action already dialed into their system. I'm glad you brought up the we don't know what's going to happen and like discovering a new planet. I almost think it's like discovering a way to hyperspace from planet to planet in our solar system, there's going to be ways that this is used that we never envisioned. Yep. And some of it's going to be awesome. Some of it is going to be a huge headache. Oh, and there will be spectacular fails along the way. Um, There will be, you know, MySpace. (laughs) There will be a MySpace of sports betting and then a Twitter of sports. It'll be, we just, it's hard to fathom, but all I know is money is going to keep pouring in and the leagues want their cut. They want their integrity fee. Right. They want their their little uh they, they want their taste, their kick upstairs. What if and... they don't get their integrity fee? Or is that unthinkable given that the well, the leagues get what they want when they want it because they have powerful lobbyists in the ears of Congress. Yeah, they will they will get I can't even fathom that they wouldn't. I mean, right. networks will pop there there are networks that will pop up that don't exist now that will draw millions of viewers. I also think some of the things I thought about this as this rolled out was could this help emerging sports who get out in front of this like the MLS, Major League Soccer, or could this be a way that esports breaks through because 
DraftKings oh, already has people sake. on eSports. Really? No, I'm just saying, yeah, and, and gambling on how eSports. Much eSports and, how much eSports have you watched? Uh, next to none. Okay. And so, how much but do that's, you plan to that's, watch? That's the thing, though, Zabe. If, if people bet on and that would be rife for, obviously, those guys, the guys on the Bucks eSports team make thirty grand a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, tell me they yeah, might not four, take a dive? But they're I mean, 14, so it's a good salary for them. <laughs> uh, they're not. They're grown-ass men. But they're, no, they are, but, okay. But I'm telling you, and every that's something they got to worry about. But And I thought about college sports. How does the NCAA handle this, right? You always – your joke about Goodell under the desk is hilarious. What the fuck's the – what's the NCAA Oh, the NCAA, I don't know. They, they got the doors barricaded. They're under the desks. They're you know digging a tunnel to hide from this. Right, because and and the there's several bad arguments being floated around. When I bring up potential, hey, what about this scenarios? The first counter argument is, oh, take the tinfoil hat off. You sound crazy, and I'm like, all it takes is one, all it takes is one big controversy involving something nobody thought might or could happen, and you have a big shit storm, a big pile of shit on your doorstep if you're a league. Or the NCAA. So that needs to be first and foremost. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm saying let's start thinking about things that could come up. The second thing that I think you have to uh, consider is that reducing the friction to make these kind of legal bets is going to invite a lot more of it. So when people argue, well, your scenario is possible now because somebody could just go to Vegas and bet oh, yeah. that money. And my yeah. answer is, yeah, but... A lot of times they don't go to Vegas because it's too much of a hassle. If it's not a hassle to get a tip from a buddy who plays for Michigan State who knows that star player X is injured and that they never play well at road team B and to go ahead and lay the four points, now you're talking scenarios, aren't you? If betting is legal and easy and you can walk down the street to your local shop. Yep. And well, and the small schools uh, have always been rife. But I think that this, for the NCAA, it could kick open the door to finally finding a way to get some money to the players I because know, the poor you players, can't Joe. pay the fucking coaches twenty million dollars. You can only redo the weight room in the offices so many fucking times. How much should these players be played paid, Drew? Come on, tell what me. What are they? What's, what's a the, fair what is, salary? What's the market? What is Mar- what is the guy who owns Fred's zero. auto dealers want to pay? Zero. Him? Their market value is zero. You know why? Bullshit because it's zero. It, because currently they're getting zero, and there is a line of people wanting that zero plus books and education around the block. If somebody wants to pay a guy ten grand to sit at their car dealership and sign autographs for two hours, fucking let them take it. Well, that's a different market. Uh, if so you were to, that's if, what I'm talking about. Okay. Is like get money to the players somehow, some way, because otherwise. Uh, you know, Johnny's going to say, okay, I, I'm going to miss this free throw because I know what the point total <laughs> is. And, and it, it can happen at any school. I mean, you can get lines on just about any obscure game in the college players. What's the insulation in pro sports for gambling right now? They make so much fucking money that it's not, they're not going to throw a game for 50 grand. College uh, kids will go right after that cash. Yeah. 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 Uh, here's one for you on the gambling front. And then we'll move on. Cause there's a couple of things I want to hit here before we're done. Mark Cuban. God, this guy is a dick. He was on CNBC in praise of the new uh, legalized betting, and his quote was, I think everyone who owns a top four professional sports team just basically saw the value of their team double. Okay, that's fine. But then added, it can finally become fun to go to a baseball game again. What the hell did you what say? What a dick, oh, huh? That's dickish, yeah. Mark Cuban, yeah. Right, because Mavericks Grizzlies on a Tuesday night when you guys are collectively 38 games under 500, oh, that's so fun. 
Yeah, that's so come great, on, dude. <laughs> Unseemly comment. Yeah, cheap shot. Congratulations, Drew. You live in a state that has six of the top ten drunkest adult cities <laughs> in America. Tell me how you feel about it. USA Today did a survey. Uh, top ten cities in America, highest percentage of adults who drink excessively. The definition of excessive, of course, varies, but this is their definition. Number one is Green Bay. Number two is Eau Claire. Number three is Appleton. Number four is Minnesota, Madison. That's a clean sweep of the top four podium spots. Fargo, North Dakota is five. Then we got Oshkosh, Wisconsin, six. Missoula, Montana, seven. Grand Forks, North Dakota, eight. And then two more Wisconsin, just for good measure, Wausau and La Crosse. I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. I feel equal parts pride, <laughs> embarrassment, and, and skepticism. Like, how oh! the fuck do they measure this? What metrics do they use? This is bullshit because how's Milwaukee not involved in that? Uh, Milwaukee's 20, apparently. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Come on. We'll, we'll they drink go with Appleton hun- They go people. 100 deep on this survey, and Milwaukee is like 20. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I I wonder about the metrics. It's uh, but you know, hey, we we do like our beers here. It's part of the culture. You've but it's been more here, than just you know. Oh, I know. It's just there's beer and then there's excessive drinking. Yeah, and my and- my dad's neighbor works for Miller, and I I go over to see my dad like to do yard stuff or pick him up to go golfing or something. At eight thirty in the morning, he just walks across the street. Can I get you a beer? Like. It's eight thirty, man. That's a, I'm good for a while, you know. But as you know from being around, the beer is one part of the culture where you live. It's also the fact that people do shots all the time and hard liquor all the time. Oh, how many yeah, times have you been out drinking? It's like this beer is taking too long. Let's get around to all shots. Right. This is inside baseball. This is the uh, my my on air partner KB and I. It's the ultimate Wisconsin thing that you, you hear in Wisconsin more than anywhere else. I'm getting too fucked up. I'm switching to beer. Oh, my People God. will say that in Wisconsin. Like, they're going big liquor at first, and when they start to get catch a clip, and they go, when they go to take that leak, and you're wobbling a little bit at the urinal, and you're like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting too fucked up. I'm switching to beer. <laughs> That's hilarious. You hear that in Wisconsin a lot. Wow. I've never <laughs> wanted a beer worse in my life. I love you, honey. Are you talking to me or the beer? To you, my bubbly, long-necked, beechwood-aged lover. (laughs) (laughs) Two quick baseball things, and we'll get to fuck that guy. All right. The bullpen cart is starting to heat up in Arizona. Sean Doolittle of the Nats used it not once but twice. Got a standing ovation from teammates. Have I gotten you on record as to where you stand with the concept of the bullpen cart making a comeback? Do you I love like the it? cart. I love you the love cart. You love it. Okay. I love how kitschy they look. It's so old school with the big cap. It's amazing. There's no harm in it, right? I don't think, no, but I, I think most players would rather kind of jog in and get loose, most pitchers. They feel and, like it gets them loose? Yeah. Shouldn't that, they be loose from warming that up little jog in, in the bullpen? That, that little jog in gives them that 30 seconds to kind of clear their mind and get ready rather than sitting and being a passenger and feeling like a dork in a cart. I don't know. Right. I mean, Feel like a door. Steve Sparks, former Brewers relief pitcher, now a, a broadcaster with the Astros and one of the great guys in baseball. The, the The Brewers used to have a deal with Harley Davidson where when there was a pitching change, a Harley Davidson sponsored it so they would drive a Harley around the warning track, right? But then they had one with a sidecar. I saw that old and picture. He, he jumped in it and took the ride. He was the only guy that jumped in the sidecar to come into the mound. It was awesome. God, that is hilarious right there. Yeah, um, I, I understand where you want to get a little adrenaline. You want to get your blood going just a bit. So the jog in or the run in. The guy who had the best entrance 
was John Rocker. John Rocker would get released from the bullpen, and he would come charging in like a bull that had just been let out of the ring. Yep. And he he was great theater. He was also a you know lowly educated redneck with some racist (laughs) tendencies. But hey, you know, not like he's the only guy in baseball that maybe wasn't fully developed as a thinker. True. uh, Once he made it to the major leagues, but I'm glad the bullpen cart is making a rally. And then there's this. I just find this hilarious. We might have had our first missed start in baseball history due to a video game injury with David Price of the Red Sox. Price admitted he loves the video game Fortnite like most of America does or teenagers in America today and that he plays it almost nonstop when he's not at the ballpark. He had to take a night off. He had to miss a start due to mild carpal tunnel syndrome and he said he would no longer play Fortnite at the ballpark because he said it was a distraction while maintaining, insisting, Drew, it had nothing to do with his carpal tunnel. You buying yeah. it? Um, Probably not. This, but this isn't unprecedented, though. The Tigers had a reliever, Joel Zumaya. I remember Joel Zumaya. It was the... Through uh, flames, right? It was Guitar Hero that sidelined him. He had information. This might not even be the first Hero. video game injury ever. Yeah, Joel so. Zumaya missed a start because a guitar hero. Oh, you know, he missed like a. He got injured like in pl- the playoffs, as I recall. He was unavailable because it was like, uh, you know, they said it was uh, inflammation of the wrist or something. With they blamed it on guitar hero. That was like a decade ago. So nothing new under the sun. But I wouldn't doubt that. You know, uh, I know guys. Um, it used to be Halo, and I knew guys in the Brewers farm system were so addicted to Halo they would get they would leave the ballpark and go sprint back to the hotel and they'd be playing Halo all night. And then if you had a day game or if you had a travel or something, they were losing sleep because of this. And it wasn't a problem because the manager was involved and they used to play in the tournaments with them in the hotel. (laughs) All right. We're not going to have to start writing clauses in the major league contracts, are we saying? No No video games, no motorcycles, no no motorcycles, no no skydiving, no surfing, all these dangerous activities, no video games. No video games. If a player was told you can either play in the major leagues and make $12 million a year or play video games, but you can't do both. How many major leaguers after they've racked up 10 years in the bigs say, you know what? I've got enough money. Let's go to play video games. Oh, that's hilarious. That That is more, that's, more than a few, I bet. Not a lot, but I'd say more than one. A, a friend of mine is uh, connected to the PGA Tour, and he pulled players um, that he came across and asked them a similar question that is just amazing, Zabe. It was uh, during the U.S. Open, which was at Aaron Hills last year. Yeah. And he asked players, you can win this tournament in historic fashion. You win it by the tiger size margin, whatever the target. What, what's the largest margin for you? You're going to have the most historic, most dominant U.S. Open. shots. You win by more than 15, right? And it's epic. But from the morning after the tournament for the rest of your life, you will never, through any means, be able to achieve an erection. Do you make the trade? No. That's a lot, that, that, a lot of the guys said yes. Oh my god! <laughs> it was not overwhelming. A lot of guys, so did they but, did they think that medical science would able to no, be able to it, fix it, that, or it's a that definite was the thing. caveat. It was a definite. You will you, you will never in your life be able to maintain or achieve. Oh my! I don't know about you, but my peenie just went. Oh no! No! <laughs> no! Hey, Even Sam, a lot of these guys are like, you know, I've laid enough pipe in my life. I want to win the thing. I want to be. Drew, as, my golf legacy. Drew, as you know, even when you aren't scheduled to bat that day, 
when you wake up with a good old Louisville slugger, it is a thing. Uh, it is like, wow. <laughs> You're like, look at this thing right here. I can hang a, a winter coat on this thing right now. Still pull vaults out of bed in the morning. <laughs> exactly. No, that's a, that is an absolutely terrible trade. And with that, we come to our closing segment of F That Guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Drew, who's your nominee right. this week? I was going to chamber up anybody who had the hot take that LeBron and Kevin Love don't care because they were giggling at the podium after a loss and Bird uh, never would have done that and Michael never would have done that. That hot take will resonate today and until game three. Who gives a shit? Come were they on. doing that last night? Yeah, oh, people boy. and people are ripping them. As they, LeBron made a joke and Love laughed and they were, you know. They weren't. They, they didn't look dour and defeated enough and pissed yeah, enough, right? Serious enough. So I will not do that, though. Because of the discussion we had about my home state, Wisconsin, and the drinking, my fuck that guy has to do with an event that took place on Saturday when a brawl broke out at a water park. Oh, my God. I saw that video. Yes, you did. The Mount Olympus Water and Theme Park in Wisconsin, Dells, captured on cell phone. Uh, a whole bunch of adults... Throwing chairs, it was like WWE. There, there were chair throwing, there was fighting. This incident stemmed from someone took a chair from another person's table. That's simple. Because they didn't think they were using it. Yeah. So my fuck that guy, and it all spins into alcohol and everything, but my fuck that guy is the guy who goes to a kid's activity, like a water park or a baseball tournament or a travel tournament or anything, and uses that as an occasion to get fucking blind drunk. When you're supposed to be there, especially when you're there with little kids. Yeah. Like, when do you abdicate? Like, I don't think I've ever been drunk in front of my kid. Like, I, I just, when do you abdicate that, right. you know, supervisory, uh, you know, not even set an example, but you're supervising your kid at a water park and you're going to use that as the parents are just going to go get shithouse drunk and let somebody else watch your monsters run around and potentially drown. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who use that as a vehicle to get hammered, um, you know, take your own vacation, leave the kids out of it because. Chuck E. Cheese, water parks, not a place to get in a brawl, people. Fuck that guy. My fuck that guy goes to one Elisha Nelson Manning IV. Even though he settled his memorabilia lawsuit in New York City, he should still get suspended six games for being a weaselly, greedy, money-grubbing Manning. Boy, those Manning boys, they love cash. They just worship it. And he clearly was in on the scam to sell, quote, game-worn shit that was never worn actually in a game. He knew about it. He orchestrated it. Now, Goodell, do the right thing. Suspend him for six games. Elijah Nelson Manning the fourth, you derp-faced loser. Fuck that guy! Love it. For more of Drew Olson, follow him on Twitter at Drew Olson MKE and at Drew Olson Show. O L S E N. O N O N. Oh, son. sorry. Son. Why yeah, do I keep typing it? Uh, Olson. The Olson. Yes. And listen to him on the iHeart app on the Big 920 every day. Drew, God bless you, buddy. We'll talk soon. You bet, Zabe.
All right, we'll end with this today. I wish this story was a joke. I wish it was from the Onion. I wish it was a complete and total hoax, but it's not. Dateline, Bound Brook, New Jersey. Headline, baseball player sues coach for telling him to slide. What the hell did you just say? Yeah, you heard that right. A former Bound Brook High School baseball player will get a fresh chance in court to prove that his coach was reckless in telling him to slide during a junior varsity game. During the slide, according to court papers, one Jake Mazur's cleats dug into the dirt and the force of the slide caused him to roll over his right ankle. It required surgery. In the lawsuit, the kid alleged the coach, John Sook, and the Bound Brook Board of Education, quote, negligently and carelessly supervised the game. But now Sook and the board asked Superior Judge Court, court Judge Yolanda Chacon to dismiss the suit because Mazur, the kid, had not proven that the coach had been negligent under a recklessness standard. Yeah, he was coaching baseball. Slide. It's called hardball for a reason. Things happen. So the initial judge, Ms. Chacon, no relation to Madonna, dismissed the lawsuit as if that wasn't a good enough hint or a signal to this asshat kid and his parents who have way too much money if that wasn't enough of a hint to go, you know what, take the loss and go home. No, they kept at it. They appealed. And at the appellate court, they looked at the original judge's decision and said, well, the judge never really analyzed whether the coach was acting negligently in asking the player to slide. This is baseball. Sliding is part of the game. So is diving and running and and pitching and batting and getting hit with the baseball. If we're going to sue over this and sue a coach, and then when you lose, when you get thrown out, I mean, imagine the time and money being spent by this school system and this coach, who's probably not making jack shit for money, to have to go into court because a kid turned his ankle sliding, and he's like, you caused me to do this. Oh, my God. Hey, well, you want to sue me? Why not? Me? Sue everybody. This is not unlike the lawsuit about the four-game soccer suspension for the girl in Wisconsin who had a drinking party. This is insanity that this shit even gets into our court system. There should be a gateway, a common-sense gateway where, you know, a panel of people, three guy, a panel of three, panel of five, panel of seven, panel of 11, whatever. I, I think three would be more than enough. And it's the panel that says, no, this fucking case, this is not even, no, no, get out. Like bouncers for the legal system. A three-person bouncer panel that would see a case like this, understand the basic scope of it, and say, no fucking way. Get out. Get out of the, get off the steps of the courthouse. You've got five seconds before I put my hands on you and stuff you into a garbage can. We are not going to take up anybody's time with this you fucking crazy yeah i'm suing the coach he told me to slide oh yeah no no you ain't see if we could work that into our legal system somehow i know it'd be complicated i know that there would be some people that say yeah but this case is easy zabe there are some cases that are very hard and they're right on the borderline okay we'll deal with that later i don't want these cases ever coming before a judge 
All right, that'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and remind them there's no Zabecast because I'm golfing this week, and that's okay. They'll live. Maybe even catch up on a few back episodes. Leave a positive review. Download, subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, and more. And always remember, keep a few extra golf balls of the same make and number in your pocket when searching for that original drive deep in the woods. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.